Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Consumer Review Report. I'm Diane Rebecca here on WMCK.FM Internet Radio. All right, here we are. Brand new year. This is the January 5th, 2020 edition of the Consumer Review Report. And if you have any ideas on any products or services that you would like to hear on the show, you can email me at consumerreviewreport at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook at Consumer Review Report and on Twitter at CRR in McKeesport. Also, if you have any mishaps with any products or services or you would like to say a product or service is awesome, you can also email me at consumerreviewreport at gmail.com and I'm on Facebook at Consumer Review Report and on Twitter at CRR in McKeesport. All right, welcome to the show. For any new um, listeners, this show deals with consumer issues. We talk about um, products and services, we review products and services, uh, we go over any weekly recalls, and that'll be coming up later in the show. So that gives you an idea on what exactly we talk about here on the show. And we are on WMCK.FM Sunday at 4, and we are also Tuesday at noon and Thursday at 9 a.m. So if you miss the Sunday show, uh, you can listen again on Tuesday at noon and Thursday at 9 a.m. So coming up on the show, since it is now a new year and people think quite a lot about this subject at this time of the year, that that is uh, making a change in eating eating habits, diets, and eating healthier, right? Everybody thinks about that almost all the time this time of year. So I'll be talking about an NPR article titled, Choose the Best Diet for You. I don't know if you've noticed the latest trend on putting people on diets nowadays, not because it will save their lives, but because it will save the environment now. So they're saying, well, you should go on this diet or that diet because uh, it'll save the environment as well as maybe making you healthy. And I say maybe because everybody's pushing everybody to eat those impossible burgers and the Beyond Burgers, even though they're not quite healthy for you, they say, well, the reason is that you can save the environment. They might kill you, but you could save the environment anyways. But we'll talk about some of the diets that they recommend, not only to make you healthier, but also to save the environment. And then there's some diets that you can save your life or become healthier, but is not, does not comply with the criteria of um, saving the environment. So I guess you would have to choose for yourself, right? Whether you want to do both or just make yourself healthier. So I'll tell you about which diets do not comply with saving the environment. And 
the top diets, according to the U.S. News and World Report. And I'll also play YouTube audio uh, <clears throat> from the Today Show on their take of the best and worst diets of 2019. And then later in the show, we may talk about HelloFresh, since that is a company that, uh, you know, supposedly makes cooking healthier food easier. But actually, the meal kit market is actually shrinking. And so I'll tell you why later if we get if we have a little bit of time. Sure, we will. But uh, in the meantime, all of this is coming up after the weekly recalls. So let's go ahead and get to those. Now, I could tell you that um, um, that there is no consumer products recalls. Uh, now, and so my recall background music is not working right now, so I'm not sure why that is. Um, alright, so we'll try to just do it without. So, no consumer product recalls this time around, and we have nine FDA recall safety alerts, so let's go ahead and get to those. We have Aurobindo Farmer USA, Inc. issues voluntary nationwide recall of mirtazapine tablets. Now, they're recalling a certain lot number, 03119002833. And if you have any concern about if you have this product or any of the products mentioned on the show, you can go ahead and go to www.recalls.gov. Right now, we're under the FDA recalls and safety alerts which deals with foods medicines and cosmetics so they are recalling mirtazapine tablets which deals with antidepressant it's an antidepressant and they are recalling these tablets to the consumer level the product is being recalled due to a label error on declared strength bottles labeled as mirtazapine 7.5 milligrams which may contain 15 milligram tablets. So that's why they're recalling those. So Meyer recalls diced hard boiled eggs due to potential health risks product uh, bought at two stores in Grand Rapids. And the, the, why they're recalling the hard boiled eggs is there's a potential risk of listeria. So Meyer, in conjunction with Allmark Foods, is announcing a voluntary recall of frozen hard-boiled egg products used on two salad bars, and that's at two stores in Grand Rapids, Michigan. So if you go on vacation there, watch out. Um, but that doesn't really apply to us here, I guess. But Allmark Foods recalls hard-cooked eggs products in pails due to possible listeria, uh, <clears throat> Allmark Foods is voluntarily recalling hard-boiled and peeled eggs in white plastic pails with white plastic lids due to the potential to be contaminated with listeria. Now, uh, it can cause serious and sometimes fatal infections in young children, frail, or the elderly. So, be aware of that. And, uh, I guess, uh, Allmark Foods expanded recall to all products from its Georgia facility due to, uh, the possible, c uh, contamination of listeria. 
they are voluntarily recalling to include all hard-boiled eggs manufactured at Firms Gainesville, Georgia facility, including all retail, pillow pack, pouch pack, frozen dice, and protein kit products due to the potential contamination of listeria. Diane's Fine Desserts issues allergy alert or an undeclared peanut allergen in product Sienna Turtle Brownie. Uh, They are recalling 26 cases of the product of Sienna Turtle Brownie because it may contain undeclared peanuts. People who have an allergy or severe sensitivity to peanuts run the risk of serious or life-threatening allergic reactions. Five Star Gourmet Foods voluntarily recalls fresh snack products due to possible health risk. The Five Star Gourmet Foods takes issues of food safety seriously and in an abundance of caution is voluntarily recalling two fresh produce snack products. Now these are the Mini Meal To Go Protein Pack 8.25 ounce and the Mini Meal To Go Avocado Toast 6.75 ounce Due to the notification from Allmark Foods of Gainesville, Georgia, that um, their products may be tainted with listeria. And again, if you have any concern that you have any of these products, go to www.recalls.gov. Go to the FDA Recall Safety Alert, and you'll find these products under here. They will describe the lot numbers. They will go over the size of the packs and exactly what packs they are. And they will tell you exactly what you should do. Throw them away. Can you get a refund, etc., etc. if you click on the link. Okay. Lamena <clears throat> LLC recalls Salvadorian string cheese. Queso cheese because of possible health risk. Lamena LLC of Palm Springs, Florida is recalling its one pound, 16 ounce box of Salvadorian string cheese, Casillo cheese, semi-soft cheese because it has the potential to be contaminated with listeria. Cargill voluntarily recalls 39 one pound bags of product packaged as Wilbur dark chocolate covered cashews, wheat allergen presents. Cargill is voluntarily recalling 39 one-pound bag of product incorrectly packaged as Wilbur dark chocolate covered cashews sold locally through Wilbur Chocolate Store <coughs> in Lidditz, Pennsylvania. The bags are being recalled out of an abundance of caution because of a wheat allergen presence. The last uh, FDA recall is Duck Trap River of Maine recalls one lot of herring center cuts in wine sauce due to undeclared dairy in product. Uh, Duck Trap River of Maine, that's Belfast, Maine, is announcing a voluntary recall of herring center cuts in wine sauce identified with the sale by date July 29, 2020 because these products contain undeclared milk due to an incorrect label. All right, so that's it for the FDA recall safety alerts. We have two FSIS recalls. FSIS recalls uh, are food safety inspection service recalls. We have J&J distributing recalls salad products due to misbranding and undeclared allergens. And uh, they, a, they are a St. Paul, Minnesota establishment 
and they are recalling approximately 136 pounds of ready-to-eat salad products that contain meat due to misbranding and undeclared allergens. And then the last is Kettle Cuisine Midco LLC recalls ready-to-eat soup products due to misbranding and undeclared allergens. Kettle Cuisine Midco LLC, a Lynn, Massachusetts establishment, is recalling approximately 200 pounds of ready-to-eat lentil and beef soup products due to misbranding and undeclared allergens. All right, that will do it for our recall section of the show. So, as I told you earlier, we are going to talk about the latest diets and uh, what you might choose for yourself in 2020. Uh, I have to pause here and take a drink of water. My throat's a little bit irritated because I've had a quite a cold for the last couple of weeks, so... We'll try to get through it the best we can, but if you hear pausing or if I cough or something, bear with me. All right, I just took a drink of water. <clears throat> all right, that should be all right. All right, let's move on. Let's see. Now, this is an NPR article, and I don't have who wrote it, but they also did a interview with the Dr. David Krantz. Katz, I'm sorry. Yes, Dr. David Katz. And then they wrote, well, fad diets come and go, and there's no one diet that's best for everyone. So here are some simple tips to help you pick one that's best for you. Before we start, here's an important concept to anchor your thinking. All the best diets have a lot in common. They nudge you to eat more fruits and vegetables and lean protein, while at the same time cutting back on refined sugars and packaged foods full of ultra-refined carbs. Now, I always say (laughs) that, and especially me, because I'm not exactly a skinny mini, but if I was eating fruits and vegetables and lean protein, I probably wouldn't need these diets, right? So it's hard. That's why it's hard to stick to these diets. They, They say, hey, you should go on because they mostly are you know, they nudge you to eat more fruits, vegetables, and lean protein, and then cut back on the refined sugars. Well, if we did that already, then we wouldn't need these diets. So, I don't know. I I don't think too much about these diets. So, let's move on, (laughs) at least for myself. But maybe if somebody could eat fruits and vegetables for more than a month or two months or three months, then they will be successful. And Maybe, you know, that habit will take after a while. So that's what I have to say about that. All right, so going on with the article. Now on to the tips. David Katz, a preventive health physician and the founding director of Yale University's Yale Griffin Prevention Research Center, will be our guide. And then we'll discuss a few of the diets ranked most highly by U.S. News and World Report. Now. David Katz says, pick a diet that's compatible with your life. For a diet to be effective, it's got to be one you could stick with. So before you choose a diet, Katz says, ask yourself these questions. What do you like to eat? Who do you tend to eat with? And what sort of diet fits comfortably into your lifestyle? So that's what I was commenting before. What do you like to eat? Well, if we all like to eat fruits and vegetables and lean proteins, you know, we wouldn't be in the shape that we would need one of these diets, right? 
So he goes on to say some popular diets get lower marks in Katz's book because they are difficult to maintain over time. Now here's a second uh, idea. Good diets tend to have a lot in common. Katz says that oftentimes good diets sound more alike than different. Two of the most highly ranked diets on U.S. News list, the DASH diet and a Mediterranean diet share a lot of the same building blocks of fruits, veggies, and whole grains. They also allow for moderate amounts of eggs, poultry, and dairy. Both diets recommend taking it easy on sweets, sugary drinks, and red meat. Think about how your diet impacts the planet. Now, remember what I said about how crazy it is that not only you have to focus on trying to get healthier, trying to lose weight, now you have to focus on, oh, is the diet I'm on saving the planet? So if you want to align your eating habits with a healthy planet, think about the environmental footprint of your diet. And now for a look at some of the ranked diets from U.S. News and World Report. Now, some of these you probably already heard of and some maybe not, but let's go through these diets. The Mediterranean diet. Some populations with the longest lifespan follows a Mediterranean diet, Kat says. He points to so-called blue zones. There are five blue zone populations identified to date, Kat says. These are the people around the world who most routinely live to be 100 and don't get chronic disease, Kat says. See, I, I never even knew that. I mean, I didn't know why it was called the Mediterranean diet. And I didn't know that that's what they based uh, this diet on. Is that these zones have people who routinely live to 100 years old. Now, getting back to the article. Two of these zones are in Mediterranean areas. Icaria, Greece and Sardinia, Italy. The diet has been linked to lower rates of breast cancer and heart disease. Now, <clears throat> here's how U.S. News describes the Mediterranean pattern of eating. This diet emphasizes eating fruits, veggies, whole grains, beans, nuts, legumes, olive oil, and flavorful herbs and spices, fish, and seafood at least a couple of times a week, and poultry, eggs, cheese, and yogurt in moderation, while saving sweets and red meat for special occasions. Top it off with a splash of red wine if you want, and remember to stay physically active and you're set. Who might this diet be good for? If you don't want to count calories and your goal is overall good health, you may want to give the Mediterranean diet a try. But make sure you buy good olive oil. Here's a hint. To get the freshest olive oil, look for a harvest date on the bottle. Hmm. So you learn something new every day. I guess olive oil is pretty much uh, the staple of the Mediterranean area, right? So that's probably how they uh, also live in the red wine, maybe, too. So moving on, let's go to the DASH diet. The DASH diet, which stands for Dietary Approaches to Stop Hypertension, is promoted by the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute to do exactly that. Prevent high blood pressure. It's not a sexy sounding diet, but it's tried and true and routinely ranks as a best diet for health. It emphasizes the food you've always been told to eat. 
fruits and veggies, whole grains, lean protein, and low-fat dairy, which are high in blood pressure deflating nutrients such as potassium, calcium, protein, and fiber. And of course, it recommends cutting back on sodium. As we've reported, there's a lot of evidence pointing to the benefits of this pattern of eating, everything from weight loss, protection against heart disease, and certain cancers, as well as diabetes prevention. (coughs) So, again, fruits, veggies, whole grains, lean protein, and low-fat dairy, and they will lower your your high blood pressure and also... Uh, you know, will help you lose weight, will protect you from heart disease and certain cancers, and it can prevent diabetes as well. So that's an all-around diet there. So moving on to the keto diet, I've heard that quite a lot recently. Um, Again, I wasn't really, you know, informed about exactly what you had to eat as far as the keto diet and I've seen products labeled uh, keto you know it's a keto diet product or something like that like you would see gluten-free and now they're labeling them keto friendly or whatever they say so here's the keto diet according to NPR and David Katz the keto diet emphasizes weight loss through burning fat And the goal is to quickly lose weight and ultimately feel better with fewer cravings while boosting your mood, mental focus, and energy. It's an ultra-low-carb diet. It tends to be a very low-fiber diet, Kat says. That's bad for the gastrointestinal tract, Kat says. So he's not a big fan. The keto diet has come in last place in some of the U.S. news rankings because experts say it can be extreme and hard to stick to. Though for people who do stick to it, it can lead to significant and fast weight loss. Why? When you deprive your body of carbohydrates, you begin to burn fat as a fuel source. For cats, losing weight shouldn't always be the main goal. I think much of the focus, sadly, is still on losing weight. And all too often, it's on losing weight fast, he says. He prefers diets that people can stick to over their lifetime, not crash diets. And the most important goal is optimal health, not trying to become a size 2 if that's not your body type. Which I agree with. I mean, if you can't lose any more weight and you get frustrated, then that's probably where your body uh, tends to be, you know. I think, although you could, you know, exercise and become fitter, even though you may not be a size two. So another knock on keto is that it can be hard on the environment. So here's one of those ones that they don't recommend because not only, you know, do you not want to, you know, uh, you want to lose weight, but you also don't want to impact the environment, right? So I I don't agree with that. But uh, they said that this diet can be hard on the environment, and this is why. People who are on the keto diet tend to eat a lot of meat. He says the same goes for the paleo diet, and we'll talk about that in just one minute. An alternative to keto is intermittent fasting. There's preliminary new evidence that simply limits 
that's simply limiting your eating window to 10 hours a day, say 9 a.m. to 7 p.m., can help nudge your body into low-grade ketosis, which can help burn fat. (laughs) So, just eat 10 hours a day between 9 a.m. or 7 p.m. or 6 a.m. to whenever, and uh, maybe that'll help you too. All right, so here's the paleo diet. Uh, The thought behind the paleo diet is if the cavemen didn't eat it, you shouldn't either. See, I never knew that either. I I heard about the paleo diet, but I guess they were paleo people. The cavemen were paleo people. (laughs) (laughs) But they're saying if the cavemen didn't eat it, you shouldn't either. So you'll say goodbye to refined sugar, dairy, legumes, and grains, and hello to meat, fish, poultry, fruits, and veggies. Katz says this diet is hard to practice because everything that cavemen ate is extinct. The best you can do is approximate it. He also says paleo can be used as an excuse to eat bacon, pepperoni, and hamburgers. So if we don't have woolly mammoth in the grocery stores, I guess we can't be on the paleo diet is what he's saying. All right, so uh, here's a vegan diet. The vegan diet is basically a vegetarian diet with no animal products, so no eggs, cheese, or other dairy. Kat says there's often a fear that those who follow vegan diets may lack protein, but he says it's mostly an urban legend. A well-balanced vegan diet readily provides all the protein that we need, and it's healthy for the planet. Registered dietitians often recommend a B12 supplement or other multivitamin for people following a vegan diet. So, I mean, to me, if you have to take supplements, then it's not really a all-inclusive diet. That's how I figure it. So, you know, uh, that probably would save the, the environment greatly, though, if you just ate plants, right? All right, on to the Ornish diet. I've never heard of this, um, but let's see together what it's about. The plant-based Ornish diet gets top marks. It was developed by Dean Ornish, a physician and professor at UC San Francisco. The diet is also low in refined carbs and fat. In his book, Spectrum, Ornish describes a range of healthy lifestyle choices, including exercise, yoga, and meditation for stress management as part of his overall wellness plan. Katz says the Ornish diet is best known for actually reversing heart disease. The diet uh, has been shown to reduce plaque in the coronary arteries and improve other measures linked to cardiovascular health in people who are at high risk of heart disease or already have it and of course the last diet is Weight Watchers of course you've seen the commercials on TV Oprah Winfrey saying everything's great with Weight Watchers so according to US News and World Report Weight Watchers assigns every food and beverage a point value based on its nutrition the things you know you should eat like fruits and vegetables are zero points zero points those foods help lay a foundation for a healthier pattern of eating and there's a low risk for overeating them 
The Weight Watchers Diet Program is known for group meetings and weigh-ins. It tends to rank well because it gives you rules about what to eat and motivation to stick with it. As soon as you impose any rules, you're better off in terms of weight, at least, and generally in terms of health too, Kat says. So these are approaches that basically put training wheels on the bike. If you like to track what you eat and you like the idea of someone else holding you accountable, you might want to try Weight Watchers. And if you like the idea of someone else preparing your meals so you don't have to decide what to eat, maybe try Jenny Craig. You're going to have to pay for both of them. And yeah, they're not cheap either. I don't know if you've researched uh, how much it would be to be on Weight Watchers or Jenny Craig. It is a lot. So... Um, unfortunately, if you can't afford it, you can't afford all the benefits that those come with either. So let's go ahead and go to the Today Show audio and what their take on the best and worst diets of 2019 is. So let's take a listen. Well, if you're still feeling full from Christmas dinner, like I am, you might be thinking about a diet in the new year. But Good Housekeeping's nutrition director and registered dietitian, Jackie London, says take a good look before you leave. She's here with their best picks and best and worst diet picks of 2019. Jackie, good morning to you. Good morning. Great to be here. This is one of those things where I feel like we talk about them every year, but I've read these notes. I'm learning a lot here. <laughs> All right, so let's first just talk about some healthy eating basics, yes. things we need to know. Okay, so there's a number of basics to just cover, and this is what's going to make for the basis okay. of the best diets of 2019. So number one is to prioritize plants. Fruits, veggies, 100% whole grains, nuts, seeds, legumes. That's what you want to make the bulk of most of what you're eating okay. during the day. The next thing is to cook with good for you fats. That's going to be your extra virgin olive oil, canola oil, corn oil. These are all going to have high antioxidant profiles. So okay. you're going to maximize the nutrients you get from those veggies and fruits. Um, the next is that you want to choose 100% whole grains as yes. often as possible. So that means that 100% whole grain and then insert the name of the grain there right okay. it can be wheat or oat then you want to travel through taste so think about that as experimenting with different cuisines with using fresh herbs spices different dried, spices that's exactly, good because sometimes we get in a rack and use the, the same old things completely and overarching rule number one the takeaway of all of this is to Think about inclusivity over exclusivity. So instead of thinking about what to restrict, think about what you can have more of. And we'll we'll see that in just a moment. That I like it. Okay, so uh, people love this, the best diets in 2019. Yes. You guys start with the Mediterranean diet, yes. which really is no surprise to me, but talk about yes. the diet. So it is a holistic approach to health. So Mediterranean diet encourages you to enjoy, savor, and love every moment of the indulgences that you're having, mm -hmm. as well as filling up on those mostly plant-based meals. So I Again, that is a, a vegetable forward type of dish. It's thinking about switching up the ratio of, let's say, pasta to veggies, right? So more veggies, a little bit less on the pasta. There's a common thread here with exactly. that one. Exactly. And then the, the one thing that I love about the Mediterranean diet is that lunch is the biggest meal of the day, right? So you have, a, you know, research has linked greater resting energy expenditure to, um, to being able to expend more of that, burn more calories over Makes the sense. course of the day if you have a bigger lunch. So for us, the takeaway is, 
more earlier. You guys also picked the DASH diet. Yes. A lot of people aren't familiar with that. Talk about yes. what it stands so for. The DASH diet stands for Dietary Approaches to Stop Hypertension. So okay. it's really meant for both reducing your risk of heart disease as well as weight loss. And you can modify it to meet both of those. So how do you do it? So this is, for the most part, you're looking at uh, sodium and saturated fat. You want your sodium to be under 2,300 milligrams, saturated fat less than 10%. It okay. sounds really complicated, but actually what it really means is to think about the processing of what you're making. So instead of breading and deep frying, you're looking for things that are more poached, seared, um, things that are baked, grilled. So it's really more about simplicity overall and using those herbs and spices to add additional flavor. The other key thing to mention about Dash is the, there are some minerals that are super important and you can find them in vegetables and fruit and low-fat dairy products. So that would be potassium, calcium, and magnesium. You're let's, looking to maximize those. Let's squeeze this in before we get to the worst diets in your opinion. Sure. Um, the Volumetrics? Yes. I've never heard of volumetrics. Yes, the volumetrics comes from uh, data out of Penn State University about that looks that really focuses on the nutrient density of foods okay. versus energy density. That means more nutrients for lower calorie cost. Okay. So lots of volume per the name volumetrics, right? You're going to eat lots of foods from fresh, whole, real foods that are high in water and fiber and antioxidants. Which is what doctors have been saying for forever. Exactly. Okay, so these you say are on your worst list, so you're not yes. enthusiastic about them. Yes. I'm so guilty of this one. Cleanses. I'll do yes. it for like three days and then I'll like go have a hamburger. Exactly, exactly, which is why we don't love them, <laughs> right? Because when, you, first of all, it limits nutrients. You're not really getting the lean protein and the good for you poly and mono and saturated Especially because fat. I do like pineapple right. and apple. <laughs> it sounds delicious. Dishes, right? But the thing is that without the fiber, you're really just getting the concentrated source of calories. So okay. you wind up just taking in more than you would really want otherwise without feeling full. Let me squeeze this in because so many people are doing the keto diet. You don't love yes. it. So keto diet is 70% at minimum uh, source of calories is dietary fat. So there are some risks because the more fat you have, the less you're getting of those antioxidants, key minerals like the calcium, potassium, magnesium. The number one thing to keep in mind with keto is that there is some data that supports it's use oh, yeah, in we have colleagues who disorder. love it. Right. So it's just, it's not, we don't have enough substantial evidence in terms of long-term data to support really recommending it for reducing risk of chronic disease as well as losing weight for the long-term. Because when you restrict something that severely, you know, dietary carbohydrates are kept to 10% or less of your total calories per day. That's very difficult to manage and it can be really lacking in nutrients. The other side of that is that, you know, you will have to be on micronutrient supplements yeah. for, for for the duration of the diet, meaning that you will have to rely on an external source to get in those nutrients that you need, right? Okay. So, and the FDA doesn't oversee the safety and efficacy of dietary supplements. So you're introducing a whole other um, can of worms in yeah. terms of a health cost. One more we'll squeeze in here. This is the carnivore diet. You don't yes. like that one. So this is 100% animal-based um, protein. So it's really limited in the types of foods that you can eat. You're limiting right. all of that fiber. There are some health risks associated with such severe limitations. So again, inclusive over exclusive, more plants as much as possible. We have the common theme there. A lot of people think if they just get rid of the carbs that it will work, exactly. but clearly we need the veggies. Exactly. We want stuff. the good carbs. Yeah. Jackie, thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. Okay. So I hope that gives you a better idea on, you know, which diet may you choose this year if you plan on going on a diet. All right. So let's go on to, um, the HelloFresh, uh, a meal kit company that makes cooking healthier food easier, and how the meal kit market is actually shrinking and why. 
So the reason why I'm talking about this is that <clears throat> a few weeks ago, I was at a Run Santa Run 5K race at Kennywood. And they only had one vendor, and that vendor was HelloFresh. Uh, throughout the couple of years that these meal kit um, businesses have been in, you know, in existence, over the years, I've always vacillated on whether, you know, a meal kit program would be a good fit. Uh, we're just me and my husband that lives here in the household. So, you know, I wondered, you know, I keep going back and forth. Yeah. Would it be good? You know, it would help probably to make us eat healthier, but, you know, would we have time for three meals a day, a week, you know, or whatever. So I went up and I asked for a brochure. <clears throat> now the sales representative told me that if I signed up right then, the three meals mandatory, I think it's mandatory for two people to have the three meals a week. Like you can't have any less. I, I, I'm not sure about that. Um, but anyway, so he said uh, to have these three meals per week for me and my husband would be $20 if I signed up right then and there. And I think he said for the first week or first couple of weeks. But then after that, we would pay the regular $60 a week. And to me, that's for three meals, $60. That's pretty high, I would think. So I passed on the offer because I still wanted to think about it. And then I later determined it probably wouldn't be a good fit because my husband's work schedule is constantly changing week by week. And we barely get one meal together a week, let alone three. So I thought, no, I'm not, you know, that probably wouldn't be a good idea. So then later I saw an article in the Wall Street Journal. It was the December 26th issue of the Wall Street Journal. Um, that it was uh, titled Hello Fresh Grabs Bigger Slice of Shrinking Meal Kit Market. That was by Jawan Kang. And this article explains why the market is shrinking and why this meal kit idea may not be a fit for a lot of families like I figured out that it wasn't in my situation. So I'll also um, play some audio from uh, YouTube. It's titled, Is HelloFresh Worth It? HelloFresh vs. Homemade by Frugal Fit Mom. Now, I probably won't have time for the whole video and also in between the video, her talking, there's music because I guess she's prepping and cooking the food and she plays some music. So, uh, if you want, and also, she, uh, she, it's a video, so she places uh, uh, she places pertinent information on the screen that we won't get through the audio. So if you wanted to go ahead and, you know, view the whole video, uh, it would be HelloFresh grabs big, or I'm sorry, HelloFresh, is HelloFresh worth it? HelloFresh versus homemade frugal fit mom. So, uh, but let's get to the Wall Street Journal article. HelloFresh has about 1.5 million customers in the U.S. HelloFresh uh, has written to has risen to the top of what turned out to be a smaller market for meal kits than many companies and investors expected. The German company is adding users with simple recipes and a big menu, surpassing rival Blue Apron Holdings Inc. in 2018 and 2019 as the biggest U.S. provider of kits 
for dinners with pre-apportioned ingredients and instructions for customers to cook at home. And I'm sure you've seen commercials for these companies as well. Now, HelloFresh is working to sustain that success as growth in demand continues to be tepid. The overall market is still growing, but not as much as we thought, HelloFresh Chief Executive Dominic Richter said in an interview. Tatiana Mack, a product designer and developer in Portland, Oregon, subscribed to HelloFresh for seven months about two years ago. Now she buys meals from the company only sporadically. Oh, so I guess you can buy sporadic meals <clears throat> that you're not relegated to a subscribed amount of meals. So that, that tells me that maybe that HelloFresh might still be in play if we can just do it once in a while. But anyways, getting back to the article, uh, she found it difficult to cook three meals every week between her travels and other engagements. She said she was tired of paying $10 or more for each meal and having to throw out all the packaging that comes with each kit. While I love food and I love cooking, I don't often have the energy for it, said Miss Mack, 33 years old. Meal kitting doesn't fit as many lifestyles as many folks believed, said Matt Davis, who left Blue Apron in 2017 after leading the operations team to found Mosaic Foods, which makes frozen bowls of tofu and beets. Wow, I wonder what they're, how they're doing with that one, huh? I don't know. I They left Blue Apron, a well-known company, to make tofu and beets, frozen bowls of tofu and beets. Uh, that's something that I definitely would not even consider. I would consider doing HelloFresh. I would not consider buying frozen bowls of tofu and beets. But maybe they're doing well. I don't know. So on with the article. One reason behind the tough outlook, meal kit makers have largely gone after the same cohort of younger city-residing consumers, leading companies to roll out heavy promotions to stand out. They spend even more on discounts to bring customers back when they cancel, which further squeezes their margins. HelloFresh plans to keep growing with a bigger menu that includes fast recipes and vegetarian and low-calorie options. The company is also working to branch into kits for lunch, snacking, and a wine club for people to pair with the kits they are cooking. Our core demographic is the people that are already cooking at home. Mr. Richter said, that acknowledgement could put a cap on HelloFresh's growth potential, said Tom Allchurch, a former executive at HelloFresh and Sunbasket, an organic-focused meal kit maker founded in 2014. Kits are too much work. There is a point to which they will stop growing, Mr. Allchurch said. So, uh, even though they're, they seem a good idea, Sometimes you just don't have the time to keep up, and also they seem a little bit expensive. So let's go ahead and go to the audio from Is HelloFresh Worth It? HelloFresh First Homemade Frugal Fit Mom. And like I said, I don't think we'll get to the whole thing. And also, um, there's music in between. So, and also, she puts pertinent information up on the screen, which we're not going to be able to do since this is radio. So if you really want to get examine this video, go to YouTube and go to Is HelloFresh Worth It? HelloFresh vs. Homemade. 
and it's by Frugal Fit Mom. But let's go ahead and get to the audio. Hello, my frugal friends, and welcome to today's different kind of video. My name is Christine, and I like to save money at my house. If you have not subscribed yet, I highly recommend doing that right now. Don't you worry, I'll wait. Hit the, hit the notification bell while you're at it. And for today's video, we are going to find out once and for all, can you recreate HelloFresh meals at home for cheaper? I have a HelloFresh box. This video is not sponsored in any way. I had some kind of a code, I got a free box, and I was like, this is the perfect opportunity to like do something really fun. The box that came is only for two people, which is one of the cons of these meal kits is they do not make boxes for larger families. And I don't even have one of the largest families in my neighborhood or on YouTube. I only have four kids. We're a family of six. There's some people out there that have like 10 kids. In my neighborhood alone, two of my best friends have five and six kids. My friend down the street has seven, and there's like four people in my neighborhood that have nine. I probably have a small family, if you look around my neighborhood. This came with the ability to serve two people. The normal price is approximately 11 to $12 per person per meal. So this meal would have cost a little over $20. In order to come out cheaper, if you don't take into consideration my time, I have to be able to spend $24 or less. So what I did is I took the recipe that came in the box, wrote down the ingredients on this piece of paper that I don't already have in the house. For the purposes of this video, I will list over here on this side or this side, I'm not sure yet, the breakdown of the cost I would pay at my Walmart. My Walmart is not where I buy my meat. I can find better deals almost anywhere, but just to make it easy, if you went to Walmart and picked up all your ingredients, for the recipe, this is what it would cost you. I will not include things like oil, sugar, salt, and pepper, because I would assume you would have those in your pantry already. Fortunately for me, I actually don't have to get a lot for this meal because I did find some things in my pantry. For this first meal, I have pearl couscous. It's been there for a while. <laughs> And I'm so excited, I finally get to use it. Items like this, Tuscan Heat Spice, I'm pretty sure Walmart does not sell Tuscan Heat Spice seasoning packets. So what I did is I read the ingredients on the back, opened it up to kind of look inside of it to see what was in there, and I'm like, great, those are pretty basic ingredients, I can just mix them all together. And I do smell the rosemary quite a bit based on what it looks like, what it smells like, and the ingredient list, I'm gonna try and mix it up myself. I'm headed to Walmart to pick up my ingredients, and then we're gonna get cooking on this first night meal. Tuscan beef stuffed peppers. Here are the ingredients. Calories 770, and here's the recipe. I think you can find this on hellofresh.com. Screenshot this really fast. There's the top side, the instructions right here if you wanna screenshot that. Ingredient list is right here, and remember, I'm trying to make it for six. I'm gonna be kind of be tripling what they sent me, so I'm just gonna do the prep work now, and then get to the cooking part a little bit later on today.
Tyler, what are your thoughts from a 10-year-old? I really like it and way different than you usually make it. And I really like it. The only problem I have with it is that I can't really cut it. Why don't you go get a knife? It's kind of nice to have the Italian sausage and the, and the cheese mixed in. It's not sausage. It's not sausage? No, it's ground beef. Is it really? Mm -hmm. I totally would have thought that was Italian sausage. There's a lot of spices in that. Well, all the spices and the uh, mozzarella cheese together. <clears throat> I like it. I never would have thought of putting couscous in there. Right? I, I think it's a keeper. And the, I could totally make that again on my own. Mm -hmm. Next up, we have the Korean beef bibimbap. <laughs> no idea but basically korean barbecue it's very very pretty here are all of my ingredients this side is the hello fresh ingredients and here are the ones that i purchased and of course i will put the price breakdown on the screen and i will add in all of these sauces this is assuming you do not have any of this stuff already at your house but for me personally i already had soy sauce rice vinegar sesame oil and sriracha so I didn't have to buy any of these things. And you know, I could have just substituted white rice, which I already have instead of getting the more expensive jasmine. So there are ways to make this slightly cheaper. I just decided not to do it that way. <laughs> so here's everything. I did not buy my own mushrooms because honestly, I don't love mushrooms. So I'll probably use these and no extra ones. And I didn't buy fresh ginger because they gave me a pretty good amount. So I'll just probably use all of that. Here's the ingredient list. Remember I am making it for six, so I'm going to triple basically everything on the left. Top of the instructions, if you would like to screenshot it right there. And second half of the instructions right here. Here we go. All right, so that gives you a little bit of an idea on what she's trying to do. I just can't give you any facts about what, she, what she's uh, doing there um, as far as which one she actually thought was cheaper and which one she thought was better. I, I was confused when they were sitting there eating. I didn't know if they were eating her food or the Hello Kit meal. So if you want to examine that a little bit <clears throat> further, again, you can go to YouTube and it's entitled, Is Hello Fresh Worth It? And Hello Fresh versus Homemade by Frugal Fit Mom. And also, she might have other videos out there. I, I don't know exactly. I haven't researched her or anything like that. But that might help you uh, with other products. Or maybe she exercises. I'm not sure. Maybe she tells you a frugal way to exercise. <laughs> I don't know. But if you're interested in, the, you know, in watching the whole video, you can go to Is HelloFresh Worth It? HelloFresh vs. Homemade. And it's by Frugal Fit Mom. All right, so I think we're about done with our show for the new year, our January 5th, 2020 uh, Consumer Review Report edition. And um, so if you have any ideas of any products or services that you would like to hear on the show, you can email me at consumerreviewreport at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook at Consumer Review Report and on Twitter at CRR in McKeesport. Also, if you have any uh, products or services that you would like to tell us about that you have used and you would like to tell us, 
Did you like it? Did you not like it? Um, you know, uh, was there a big problem with it? Or was it just so awesome that you would recommend it to anybody? You can also email me at consumerreviewreport at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook at Consumer Review Report and on Twitter at CRR in McKeesport. So, hoping everybody ha- got through the new year without any product or service mishaps. And so, uh, we're going to end the show with our usual statement. Um, this is the Consumer Review Report on WNCK.FM. And we are on Sundays at 4 p.m. on WMCK.FM. And we are also, if you missed that show, you can re-hear the show on Tuesday at noon and Thursday at 9 a.m. all on WMCK.FM Internet Radio. I'm Diane Rebecca wishing everyone a safe and good week. <laughs>